Psalm 100, and then we're going to go to Psalm 150. Uh, Psalm 100, we're going to read these five verses, then we're going to go to Psalm 150. Uh, these two psalms kind of go together. Um, and I want to talk to you about divine worship. Um, and I don't think I have took it from this perspective before. Um, but um, anybody don't mind praising God in here? Amen. So I believe we should identify not what we do, but sometimes why we do what we do. Um, I want to read um, the entirety of Psalm 100, and then we're going to go to Psalm 150. Are you ready for the word? Let's read that together, begin. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Now let's go to Psalm 150 and let's read. Begin. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Maybe we ought to just obey that right quick. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Somebody shout glory. So when it comes to praise and worship, given to God, worship should not be considered cultural. Worship should not be diminished to a style. Many times we seek for a style and a culture somewhere or some sound that makes us feel comfortable, not realizing that God is the one who we need to make feel comfortable. But isn't that amazing? We, we, we shop for churches like we shop at Kroger. We look for what we want, what makes us happy. And we forget that God is the one that needs to be 
comfortable with our praise and worship. Are you hearing me? Now, the Bible in John 4 and 24 says that we worship God not anymore out of tradition, but we worship God in spirit and in truth. So that means we worship God from the power of the Holy Ghost and also from truth because God is truth. Are you hearing me? Now, I know that there are churches and even people who would look on us as a 115-year-old Pentecostal holiness denomination and would even criticize the style of worship as to be, quote-unquote, unnecessary. Now, under the new covenant and uh, Jesus Christ and grace, they, they would say that um, you don't need to go back to the old style of worship in the Old Testament. But the book of Psalms and the Old Testament instruments are... Um, appropriate for worship and not appropriate. Uh, they would say it, it's, it's not appropriate. It's, it's under the old covenant. And there are even denominations that sing a cappella because they say that uh, you can't find where music was used in the New Testament. That, that's not true, but they would, they would say that. Uh, now, some people are even offended by singing, shouting, and dancing. And uh, I know we'll, we're on the radio, we'll be on the radio, and we'll play this on the radio, and um, we are uh, on the radio, and then, of course, we're on live stream. And, um, and I've gotten even letters uh, from my broadcast where people, I like your teaching. Um, but I don't understand speaking in tongue. I don't go along with that because that was for the apostles' time. Well, uh, that's not true as well, and we'll show you that in Scripture. Um, but first of all, I want to share from the Word of God because the Bible is the authority in all manners. The Bible is the authority, so not your opinion, but the Bible is the authority. So 2 Timothy 3 16 through 17, says something so clearly. It says, what? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. What? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it didn't say the New Testament. It said all scripture, Genesis to Revelation. So don't let anybody kind of uh, put you in a corner saying uh, the New Testament was for the New Covenant, the Old Testament was for the Old Covenant. That is not true. As a matter of fact, when you look at the New Testament, every time scripture was quoted, when it said, for it is written, it referred to the Old Testament because the New Testament was not written down yet. So if Jesus quoted the Old Testament, you know it's relevant. Amen? In the, in the wilderness, uh, when Satan tempts Jesus, 
he, um, um, he goes back to the book of Deuteronomy. He says, for it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, if the Old Testament was not relevant, Jesus would not have used it. Amen? So, so we understand that all scripture is given. So, so the Old Testament and the New Testament is relevant. The book of Psalms is as relevant to God's people today along with every Old Testament book as it was back in the children of Israel's time. Our challenge but also and privilege is to rightly divide the word of truth but not to ignore what we don't like. Did you all hear that? So we must rightly divide the word of God and not just pick out what we don't like and, and keep what we like because all scripture is given. Are you hearing me? So let's go to the word of God and, and look at the text because we're looking at praise and worship or divine worship. And in our text, uh, Psalms 150 uh, and four says this, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the what? Timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with the clashing cymbals. So we have instruments in the church because David brought worship and instruments into the tabernacle. So we have instruments in the church, but, but please notice verse 4. Verse 4 says, with the dance and the timbrel, or timbrel, modern word for timbrel is what? Tambourine. Now, in other words, uh, dancing and tambourine. Dancing and tambourine. Now, uh, if you've been in, in this church a long time and you know that there was two, two uh, uh, cornerstones that you were going to see. Testimony service, somebody was going to bring a tambourine. And somebody was going, now they didn't say dance when we were coming up because we didn't want to be like the world. So, so they said shout, but you know in scripture, uh, shouting is done with your mouth, and dancing is done with your feet. So we just use shouting because we want to be so different, but it's dancing. But, but that was a staple. Uh, somebody was going to beat the tambourine, and somebody was going to dance, or we say shout. Are you hearing me? Say amen, someone. Now, um, where did we get that? Some would have you believe it's, it's a culture thing, but the Bible clearly says praise him in the dance and praise him with all kinds of musical instruments. Are you hearing me? Well, uh, let me show you where we got this from. Exodus 15 and 20. Go to Exodus 15 and 20. Um, 
uh, we refer to praise, but I want you to know where this came from. So when someone looks at you and say, you know, uh, it don't take all that, just take them to the Bible. Uh, Exodus 15 and 20 uh, says, then Miriam, the prophetess. Now, this is when um, um, God takes Moses and his people over the Red Sea. And when he takes them over the Red Sea on dry land, he performs a miracle. And there was, there was a wall of water on both sides. And then they walked, the Bible says, on dry land. Well, then Pharaoh's army followed. But when the people, God's people, got on the other side, uh, God collapsed the waters. So, so Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea. So, so Miriam seeing this, well, you know, Miriam must have been cogent. So she said, well, we're going we, we to we shout about this. So, so look what happened. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Arian, watch this, took the tambourine or took the timbrel in her hand. Anybody got a tambourine? You got your tambourine? She took it in her hand. You all see that there? And all the women went out after her with their tambourines and with dances. You all see that there? And the Bible says, and Miriam answered them and she started singing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. You all see that there? Am I making that up? Is, is that a black culture thing? Or is that the word of God? So here it is. Uh, when God performed a miracle, they look back and see what God has done. And they grabbed the tamarind and said, we're going to go to shout. They went before the Lord with dances. You all see that there. Come on, say it's in the Bible. So it is recorded in Scripture that after God gave Israel the victory in the wilderness by crossing over the Red Sea, the drowning of Pharaoh's army in the sea, that the women praised God in the dance and with tambourines. Now this is a dance of victory. So you make sure your dancing is holy, but it is a dance of victory. Are you hearing me? Now, there is that, and that is the first recorded uh, incident of praising God in dance. Now, there's another recorded incident in Exodus 32 and 19. Because if there is a holy dance, then there is a unholy dance. Can I teach you the word? You know, everything uh, jerking ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now, here it is. Now, uh, Exodus 32 and 19. Now, let me give you some background. Uh, Moses goes up to the mountain to receive uh, the Ten Commandments. And then the people wondered, uh, wh where is Moses? He's taken too long. We don't know if he's dead. We, we don't know where Moses is. Uh, and, you know, we out here. And, and they, they persuaded Aaron uh, 
Now that's amazing. Moses leave Aaron in charge of the church. <laughs> Brethren, now listen, tell me. <laughs> don't, leave, don't let me leave you in charge and I go back there as a big golden calf. <laughs> Moses leaves Aaron in charge of the church and they persuaded him. They said, we don't know where Moses is. Build us a golden calf. They take off their earrings. See, it's, it's control. They use their own gold to build their God. If I use my stuff, then I own what I build. See, it's all idolatry. So they, they take their gold and they build a golden calf. Now, the Bible says that uh, when they build the golden calf, they start worshiping the golden calf and they danced before the golden calf. Now read Exodus 32 and 19. So it was as soon as he came near the camp, this is Moses, that he saw the calf and the dancing. You all see that? So Moses' anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them. In other words, they, they made Moses backslide. They, he got so mad at them. He, he threw the law. Now, so my point is, there is a holy dance, but then there is an unholy dance. In other words, the world's dancing is dancing to the golden calf. The, uh, the holy dancing is not a golden calf dance. Are you hearing me? In other words... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm on the dance floor, dancing in the club. I'm, I'm worshiping uh, the singer who wrote the song or the song itself. Or I'm just, into, I'm just worshiping myself. I'm just going to do my moves so I can show off. It's, it's all that golden calf image. Or did I lose you all? So, so there is a holy dance, but there's also... A unholy dance. Are you hearing me? But obviously, the correct biblical uh, dancing is holy unto the Lord. Are you, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So, so we dance from the perspective of victory. We dance. See, see the world dance. They trying to go to the club to forget about their problems. They trying to forget about their long day. We, when we dance, we dance to remember. We don't dance to forget. Because when we think on the goodness of Jesus, has God done any, about anything for anybody out there? Okay, well, let's, let's move on. Um, Psalm 29, 1 through 2. Look at that. It says what? Read that. Give unto the Lord, what? O you mighty ones, what? Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord, what? The glory due to his name. In other words, give God the level of what he's due. In other words, you praise God to the level that he's worthy. 
But then watch this. Worship the Lord. What? Did you all see that? Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now I'm going to throw a curveball at you. So, so worship never starts at the church. I'll say that again. Worship never starts at the church. Worship starts at home. So when you live for the Lord, it is worship. Because it says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. When God sees a clean life, it's beautiful. Come on, say that. When God sees a clean life, it's beautiful. So in other words, um, I just can't go do what I want to do. And then come up here and shout and dance and sing and think God is pleased. Did I lose you all? Because it is not just about the clapping, but, but, but in other words, when I treat my wife right, I'm worshiping. When, when I live right, I'm worshiping. So when I come here, it just reiterates what I've already done. Maybe the reason you can't worship right because you ain't living right. Because those who live right, we have a reason to praise God. Amen. Come on, say, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Somebody ought to shout, holiness is beautiful. If you want to have a deeper level of worship, live right. If you want to have a deeper level of worship, live right. Now many would say that the book of Psalm is not relevant in the New Testament church. I beg the different. I'm going to show you scripture. We're going to go to the New Testament. Go to Luke 20 and 42. This is Jesus talking. Luke 20 and 42. Read that. Now David himself said in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Jesus is quoting the book of Psalms. You'd be surprised. There, there are New Testament churches that will say that uh, the Old Testament, there are preachers that won't even preach from the Old Testament because they say it's under the Old Covenant. That's, that's not true. Uh, I just read that. Now, if you go to Acts 1 and 20, you don't have to go there, but Acts 1 and 20, the apostles quote the book of Psalms. If you go to Acts, the 13th chapter, Paul quotes the book of Psalms. So my point is, well, well let, let's, let's watch this. Uh, you remember when Jesus was on the cross? You remember when he said, uh, my father, my father, why art thou forsaking me? And you all taught that and saying, see, Jesus was, was full of sin, so the father forsook him. Do you know what he was quoting? He was quoting Psalm. He was quoting, I think it's Psalm 
20, uh, either 24 or 22. I think it's Psalm 22 where he says, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaking me? His Jewish tradition says that when I'm in heartache, I sing a song. Uh, I think that's, is it, is it 22 and 1? It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So Jesus uses the psalm on the cross. Are you hearing me? So, so if the psalm was not relevant for the New Testament church, Jesus would not have used it. The apostles would not have used it. Paul, but, but it's relevant. Come on, say all of God's word is relevant. Well, here, here's another uh, scripture. Ephesians 5, 18 through 19. And do not be drunk with wine in which dissipation, but be filled with the spirit, comma, speaking to one another in what? Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You all see that there? So it could not just be for an Old Testament uh, uh, revelation. It is for the entire church. Are you hearing me? So when we go to the book of Psalms for our praise and worship pattern, we are not wrong to use this pattern. Well, uh, y'all say, well, 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 dancing was, was in the Old Testament. Well, go to Acts 3 and 7. I want to make sure that when we start praising God, we know we are in the Bible. Acts 3 and 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up watch this and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking in now he went watch, watch this walking leaping and what did you all see that there? This is in the New Testament. Walking, leaping, and praising God. In other words, if you've been in a wheelchair all your life, and God just healed you, I do not think you'd be so reserved. I just believe that if I couldn't walk all my life, and God just healed me, I'd be leaping and jumping and telling the Lord, thank you. Anybody the Lord done anything for? Can somebody just say, thank the Lord? Hallelujah. And my point is to get you to understand that what we do is not cultural. They want to say, well, you know, that's, that's the African-American persuasion. 
that, 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 that's how you all do it. But we, we don't do things like that. I don't care whatever you do. It's in the Bible. If, if it's in, in other words, it's, it's kind of like um, I, I never danced in the world because I was always on instruments. So I never knew how to, you know, like y'all do. Some of y'all do. And, and so some of y'all come in here, y'all can, can shout and get it all good. I, I don't know how to do that, but I can leap. I, I can leap. So it, it may not look as good as what you all do, but, but something compels me. And something should compel you to praise God. Well, here's a, here's a scripture theologians use. Because when you look at David, look at David who brought the instruments into the tabernacle. David was the one. Dave, God condemned David for his sin with Bathsheba, for murdering Uriah. God condemned David for taking a census of the people, counting the people. He never condemned David for playing instruments. He never condemned David, and David brought all the instruments. David was a, was a harp player, and, and, and David was used, even he could soothe evil spirits. So David was the one that brought all of those instruments in there. God never, as a matter of fact, I'm going to show you in 2 Chronicles, when the instruments started playing, uh, God came down. Now, it's amazing. I'm going to read that, but it's amazing if, if God didn't honor music, why would he show up when the band was playing? Are you hearing me? One preacher said who's, who's gone on, now this is his, this is not in Bible, but he said when Paul and Silas was in jail, he said the Bible says they prayed and sang to the Lord, and he said, and this the preacher said, but he said, it, it sounded so good that God started patting his foot. And that's when that earthquake, earthquake came. But, <laughs> but I do have Bible. The Bible says he inhabits the praise. In other words, he lives where the praise is. You all study that, inhabits. Inhabits literally means to dwell. In other words, to live there. In other words, he likes it. You want to draw God closer, praise God. I just want to give you scripture. It says, go to Amos 6. Now, this is a, this is a, a, a book we rarely go to, but this is where they get the condemnation of, of, of David and the instruments. Now, I want to read 1 through 6. This is Amos, uh, a book we don't preach from, but... It says, woe to you who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria, notable persons in the chief nation to whom the house of Israel comes. Go over to Kelnah and see, and from there go to Hamath the Great. Then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms? Or is their territory greater than your territory? Woe to you who put far off the day of doom, 
who cause the seat of violence to come near, who lie on beds of ivory, stretch out on your couches, eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall, who sing idly to the sound of stringed instruments and invent for yourselves musical instruments like David, who drink wine from bowls and anoint yourselves with the best ointments, here is the key, but are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Now this is where they go to and say, see there, uh, what, is, what is God saying? That he's condemning them for playing music like David. That is not what he is saying. He is saying is, don't just play the music and don't live the life. What he is saying is, don't come in here and start praising God and worshiping, but then you don't like sin or you, you okay with sin. What he was saying is, you love praising God, but don't just shout, speak in tongue, and go back into sin. So here he is not condemning David. He was just saying playing music like David and still sinning. What he was saying is, if you're going to shout right, live right. And what they were doing was they, they had the religion, but they had no relationship. There's some people now, uh, your holiness is not divine by your shout and your dance. When, the, when, when, when Kaylee, when I, when I put that music on, that's Kaylee. When I put that music on, Kaylee is just, hi Kaylee. Kaylee, Kaylee, I, I, bought, I just bought a new piano. And, and Kaylee, she'll say, come here, Grandpa. And she'll pull the piano and she says, sit right here. She'll say, sit right here. And then she'll take my hands and put it. She knows I can play the piano. And then when I start playing the piano, she mimics me. So she knows I always rock my head. So she'll just play and then she'll do her head like that. Music will make anybody respond. So, so what Amos in the book of Amos is saying is you got to live right and not only dance and sing. In other words, I don't want no praise and worship leader being at the Beyonce concert on Saturday night and then you're going to lead me in praise and worship on Sunday morning. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want you just, just all into your rapper on Saturday night and you just, you just then, then you're going to flip it and then lead me into praise and worship. No, no, no. It, it, you may be able to do it, but it's strange fire. If you're going to dance holy, live holy. Y'all don't like this. I, I, know, I, know, I know. I I mention this because I've been a musician all my life, and I don't like what's happening, you all. You know, I I I'm I'm one that says, you know, I know people have their different styles, but but 
there is a line. Everybody, everybody including everybody now. And then they say it's okay. Everything's okay now. I've never seen that. And, and then when you say something about it, don't judge me. Then, then I can find a church that can, that can endorse what I want to do. So in other words, now it's, now it's not live holy, it's don't judge me. Now it's not live holy, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by, it used to be a time where you knew the difference, and then it was a difference. Am I, am I by myself? I didn't want to go there, but I, and, and what the Lord is doing now, uh, uh, the devil is creeping into the church by way of music. And we think it's okay when it's not. Uh, I lost you. So David was not condemned. I'm getting ready to close. Second Samuel 6, 13 and 16. I got to close. I got to close. Are y'all still with me? Second Samuel 6, 13 and 6. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces. I like this. That he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord, what? With all his might. Did you all see that there? Let me give you a history. When, when David took office as king, when he was appointed king, the first thing he did was, I need to bring the ark back. He goes and gets the ark. And I'm going down that other word where, the, where it wasn't handled right. And a person with good intentions died because it wasn't handled right. But when David gets it, they take six paces and they stop and worship. David being the king, now he just got, he, he just got consecrated king. He just got consecrated king and it says, David danced before the Lord, underline this, with all his might. Now, if you don't know David, David was a mighty warrior. So in other words, David was macho. So in other words, he was a, so with all his might, he put everything he had into it. You all see that in scripture? And David was wearing a linen ephah. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of, it was a celebration for God. Come on, say a celebration for God. A lot of people ain't going to take the time to give you these scriptures, but before we just start, Dan, I want, I want you to know you are all Bible. Shouting and then the sound of the trumpet. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, 
Michelle Saul's daughter, that, that's Saul, uh, David's daughter, uh, David's daughter, uh, David's wife, Saul's daughter, she was at, in the, at, at the palace looking out the window. She heard that shout. She's looking out the window. She looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him. In other words, you know, she was a little, you know, she came from, she came from a royal family, Sister Dose, you know. She was soft, so she used to living in the palace. You know, she, so she had, the, you know, she had her, her, her adjutant sister near her, and she, you know, she was just all up, uppity and uppity, and she looked out there, and here's her husband just acting a fool, just, 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 just whirling and, and. Now, I don't have time to go. Y'all know the story. When, 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 when he gets home, there's a, there's a big, my, my dad would say, intense moment of fellowship. She's going she gonna to give him, she's going to give him some, and, and I like David. David was like, she was like, oh, how, and she, I think she said something, oh, how special was the king dancing in front of those women out there. And he said, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah. And then he just went off. He said, it, it, was, it was the Lord that, that chose me over your crazy lying daddy. <laughs> and, and if you think I was acting crazy, you ain't seen nothing yet. He said, I'm going to act more crazier than that. Don't you let anybody keep you from praising God. Don't you let anybody keep you from sitting down. If God has done something for you, if God has done something for you, young people, you all got it made. Because when I was growing up, Mother Head had carte blanche. Mother Head, Mother Lockhart, if you weren't praising God in church, they'd be like, clap your hands. See, back then, the parents allowed the other ones to discipline you. And you had to praise God. You couldn't sit up in the church. In other words, praise him. In other words, he's done too much for you. I'm not going to get to this because I got to close. I didn't even get to the text. But, but let, me, let me take you to 2 Chronicles 5 and 11, and then I'm going to stop this. I didn't even get to the text. Uh, but, but, but look at this, 2 Chronicles 5, 11 through 14. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place for all the priests who were present and sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun and their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen. They had the choir robes on. And then having cymbals, string instruments, harps, and with them 120 priests sounding. They had a whole orchestra and a whole choir. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers 
were as one. You all see that there? When the trumpeters, in other words, when they all got on one accord to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, and watch this, they always sung the same song. Israel, that was Israel's go-to song. That was kind of like, you know, we go to that, that, that my mother liked prayer changes thing. Every women's day, we got to sing prayer. It was our go-to song, but God used it. So, so watch this. When, when, they, when they sung, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Watch this. That the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. You all see that? From the music, from the singing. So that the what priest could not continue ministering. Be, in other words, it was a dedication service and the priest had to stop ministering, stop serving, Whatever they were doing, they had to sit down because of the glory. Come on, say, the glory of the Lord. That, that's, that's what we, we bring in divine worship. We're looking for the glory. Because when the glory shows up, the sinner will get saved. When the glory shows up, bodies can be healed. When the glory shows up, the bound can be set free. When the glory shows up, depression will lift off the mind because I'm thinking on the goodness. My wife, my wife, she, she's not dignified. She can be, but she will. She, she, she will, she will praise God in the dance. She will praise God in a minute. She will worship in a minute because it ain't about you. It's about what God has done for her. And you've got to know that I'm going to praise God. No matter what, I'm going to give him praise. You are not wasting your time. Everybody's standing. Come on, give God praise. Come on, give God praise. Come on and 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 give out praise. Praise Him. Praise Him. 
says, make a joyful. In other words, I got to get glad. And then it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. Don't get mad. Don't get sad. But get glad about him. Oh, bless his name. Come before his presence with singing. Sing your song. Now, I said this, I, I said this many a times. The, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote praise dance, that, that didn't come from our tradition. If you understand it, it came from, from Reformations who did not dance and shout until later. So they did it in a more dignified, choreographed way. Now, you know, Mother Edwards liked it, and some of y'all liked it. I, I suffered it to be so because it gave the young people something to do. But growing up, we, we always had praise dancers. I mean, that's who we, as little kids, we used to mimic. We knew that the saints were going to shout. And it wasn't rehearsed. And each, it seemed like God gave each one their own style. And we would go home and mimic what we saw. But it was no doubt that everybody praised God. So my thing was, everybody is a member of the praise team. Everybody is a member of the praise dance. Because you have carte blanche to praise God in the dance. Am I telling the truth? Ain't nobody stopping you. Because if it's real, it ain't got to be rehearsed. If it's real, all I need is my memory. If I think, if I remember that the Lord brought me through, if I remember that he set me free, if I remember Come on and praise him, praise him, praise him. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. wasting time.
it is it is way of, of drawing yourself closer to God and it is all on Bible order when people say it doesn't take all that or uh, well I beg to differ you may not be as loud as the other person but you may not be as but all of us are encouraged to praise God all of us are encouraged to worship him hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. If you are, if you are not saved, if you are not saved, I'm going to give this time to open up an invitation for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He died for you. And he wants to save you. Do not leave here if you are not saved. The Lord wants to save you. Who would come and say, I want to give my life to Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who would come? Who else would come and say, I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus. I want to make it right with God. Would you come? Come, come to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I want, I'm asking the Lord for something. Will you come? I want to pray with you, agree with you. Will you come? I'm asking the Lord for something. Come to the altar. Hallelujah. Just lift those hands, Zach. And say, Lord, forgive me.